pray with me if you would, and we'll jump in. Uh, Lord, you taught the disciples to pray this prayer. Many of us have prayed this prayer. Many of us have prayed this prayer a lot. Guide us today as we look at it in relationship to our classroom, in relationship to each other, in relationship to the gospel. And so we pray to you as dad, as father. Thank you for being in heaven. Thank you for creating heaven. And thank you for being holy, perfect, and good. We pray this prayer. We pray for your kingdom to come, your will to be done here in this classroom, here on earth as it's done in heaven. We pray that each day you would give us everything we need. Thank you for forgiving us for our sins. Help us to forgive others like you have forgiven us. Please, Lord, deliver us out of the temptation that comes to us. Give us what we need to get through that temptation and deliver us from evil, from the enemy. Thank you for being our king. Pray you guide our discussion today for your glory. In your name, Jesus, amen. Do you mind shutting the door for it? Is that okay? Thanks. Yeah. All right. It's been a unique day today. I, uh, I like to set up my classroom. Those of you who've had me on an adventure trip or had me in class before, I like to set up the classroom. And so what we did for a few days was leaning into everything's based off of trust. And we watched Inception and you know, we, we had those discussions about trust lists and just kind of get the gears spinning. So now we're going to back off a little bit, although I didn't feel like backing off today, so we'll see what happens with you guys. But I wanted to back off a little bit and just say, hey, in order to figure out what's really real, in order to figure out this whole, you know, worldview thing, we're going to be coming to class each day, coming to this classroom at the end of the day, and how are we going to treat each other? How are we going to behave? Does that make sense? How are we going to make this work so that it's safe for everybody, so that it's engaging, so that if you want to learn, you can, and so that you're not getting made fun of or hurt or whatever. Like, does that make sense? Like we want to create a really good classroom environment. And I've been doing this for years. Um, and a lot of people say they're seniors, they've got it. I'm like, well, yeah, we do. But I also want to just use it as a learning opportunity, right, as an opportunity to, to figure out what does it really mean to have a kingdom mindset that focuses on love and honor. But the first part today is about the kingdom mindset, okay? And, and we may run on some little rabbit trails. Shout out to uh, Alice in Wonderland there. But we may do that. But really the goal of the next half hour is how do you and I, when we walk through that door at the end of the day, carry with us a mindset that represents the kingdom of God, which kingdom of God is basically what? Heaven, right? The mind of, I was talking with Corey Hockett today, our principal, and she, I asked her, so what do you think? She's like, I just really would love for every student to have the mind of Christ. I'm like, you go, girl. I'm like, yes, I would love that too. Because if we all had the mind of Christ, then we'd all be thinking and acting like Christ, and that would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? That's, that's today's prayer. Thy kingdom come, 
on earth as it is in heaven. So in heaven, God's kingdom is happening. That's why we call it heaven. It's his kingdom. It's happening all the time, right? This prayer that God taught his disciples to pray was, hey, let's get heaven to come where? Here. When? Now. Like now. Like right now. So here's the short lesson for today. How will you and I behave when we're in heaven later? Seriously. Really well? <laughs> will we treat each other well? Will we love each other? Will we be kind? Will we have fun? Will it be a blast to be in heaven? Like, yes. Well, if we can think about how we would behave later when we're in heaven, in glory, and actually choose to behave that way right now in my classroom, how would my classroom feel? Right? Be pretty sweet. It'd feel like we're in heaven. If we all treated each other like we're in heaven, and we acted like we were in heaven, then the classroom would start feeling like we're in heaven. Are we tracking with the logic there? Does that make sense? Cool. Like, anybody want school to feel like heaven? Oh. Yeah, it'd be sweet, wouldn't it? <laughs> that'd be really great. And I guess on some level, you think I'm joking when actually that's what today's lesson really is about. Like, can we do that? How do we do that? What would it take to really do that and think that way? Fair enough? So let's process out the prayer a little bit. This would be a great time to have this open in front of you. So everybody have it in front of you. If you need a packet, there's extra packets. If you've got your guidebook, take it open. But I have the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer in all of those. So grab a pen or a pencil, grab a crayon, grab something to doodle with, write a few things down. Yeah. Uh, the page numbers are kind of messed up there, but it's the first one after developing a kingdom mindset of love and honor. I think in the guidebook it's 15, and then in this one it's like 17 maybe? 16 in the actual book. 17, 18 in the, the handle thing. And it should just say devotional thought. It's got Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And really what we're going to do is we're just going to look at scripture, right? So a few things. Ready? Let's get some context here. I'm not going to make you raise your hand if you've prayed this prayer before, but who's at least heard of it before? The Lord's Prayer. We've heard of it. We know. The context of this is that we say the Lord's Prayer because it's God's Prayer because it's Jesus' prayer, and Jesus is who? God in the flesh, and he's praying, and he's teaching the disciples to pray. So ready? If you think about the context of this, Jesus grabs a bunch of teenagers and young adults. Majority of them would have been your age. Now, I know Jesus came to die for our sins. He came down to earth to die for our sins, clean us off. We're made right with God. So, hashtag, thank you, Grace. Thank you, Jesus. We're good. Yes? What was he doing with the rest of his time? Outside of the Passion Week and him dying for us. What was the rest of his time? Growing up, and then he had three years of powerful ministry where he grabbed a bunch of teenagers and young adults 12 in particular but 72 at one point and then a whole bunch who followed him around but what do you want to do with those 12 he was going to make disciples now a disciple does what reflects the teacher so they don't just know what the teacher teaches they actually know it and then act like it live it out right so Jesus is looking at his Jewish followers. It's like, you guys are Jewish. 
Got a lot of tradition here. I know that you like to pray. All right, how about this? If you want to pray, here's what you should pray, which I think is hysterical. Like, God steps down on the planet. It's like, okay, here's what you should pray if you should pray. Now, this prayer, I think, would make a lot of sense if Jesus was like, my Father who is in heaven. Why is that okay for Jesus to say that? It is his father. He's like, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased to get to a little dovey. Little dovey floats down, lands on his shoulder. Was that okay? I've been working on that for a long time. Then we could go, I think I appreciate that. Thank you. It's kind of like a helicopter, but not really. Like a little bit soft. A little soft helicopter. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you. I like my dovey sound. Okay, so little dovey lands on his shoulder. We get the whole, this is my kid. Listen to him. Well, then a couple months later, he's like, hey, guys, you want to pray? Ready? One, two, three. Our father. So what do you just tell a bunch of those teenagers to do? Call God what? Dad. I know you've prayed it. You've probably thought about it. Whoa, (laughs) time out. How did God the Father treat God the Son? Really well. Like, did he hook Jesus up? (laughs) Healings, miracles, signs and wonders, walking on water, calming storms. God hooked up Jesus as his son. He's my son. I love this dude. Now watch watch this. He hooks him up. And then Jesus is like, oh, by the way, my dad wants you you to call him what? Dad, because he's what? He's our dad. That's crazy. It really is crazy. That right there is enough for the whole rest of the period, but that's not even really what I'm trying to get to yet. But we're supposed to call God dad, which makes Jesus our older brother. We're part of a what? The family, not metaphorically, literally. When my dad died right at the beginning, at the end of college, I didn't have a dad on planet Earth. Sucked. Some of you can relate. Or some of you had crummy dads. Right? So this is weird. But for me, once I started praying, our father, our father, wait, wait, wait. I wanted, like, no, Jesus can only pray, pray my father. But wait, no, no, my dad. I have a dad. He's God. <laughs> He's really rich, <laughs> really powerful, <laughs> got a lot of connections, <laughs> and, and in control of a lot. That's my dad? I wonder, this is a class on worldview. I wonder how many of us, you don't have to believe this, by the way. I'm just saying, like, if you want to, you can believe that God's your dad. Cool. Okay, next. (laughs) Our Father in heaven. I think there's something to be said here. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. I think it's really interesting. There is a God in heaven. Then there's God in the flesh, Jesus, and there is Holy Spirit coming. There's something unique here, relationally speaking, going on. And am I God? I am not. God is God. Now, when Jesus prays this, there's something funky going on there. Maybe that's why he said, you guys pray it this way. Keep going. So look what he says to teach us to pray. Your kingdom come. So Jesus starts his ministry 
The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is upon you. The kingdom of God is with you. The kingdom of God is in you. <laughs> he said all this kingdom of God stuff. Our prayer is that God's kingdom, which is the king's domain, the king's dominion, which is heaven, is supposed to do what? Come. Your will, so God's will being done. That means what God wants will happen on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so when the king, God, says something's going to happen in heaven, it what? It happens. When he wants it to happen, it will what? It'll happen. And we're supposed to pray that heaven will what? Come here. When? Now. Okay, we got it? So any sickness in heaven? So what, what's supposed to happen here then? No sickness. Any depression in heaven? So what's supposed to happen here? No depression. Any poverty in heaven? Anybody yeah, it's dying of starvation in heaven? Probably not, no. So it's not supposed to happen what? Here. You see what's going on? Now, ready? Jesus taught us to pray that, but actually Jesus what? He did it. God stepped down on planet Earth, and then he said, wait, what? This is not very like heaven. Um, there's nobody sick in my kingdom, and I'm the king, and I'm here right now, so sickness, what? Be gone. Yeah, be gone. Demon, any demons in heaven? No, so what do demons have to do? They had to go. Anybody hungry in heaven? But there's 5,000 people without a lunch? Hey, everybody, lunch. Lunch on me. Here we go. Lunch free. We're not going to have hungry people because nobody's hungry in heaven, so we're going to make heaven happen where? Here. Any storms in heaven that are going to flip a boat and make people drown? No. So what do we do when there's a storm? Stop. Right? See what's going on? So what did Jesus do? Jesus brought heaven here. And then he showed 12 dudes and some more how to do that. And then he like, I, I don't know what to do for him when he left. Anybody got a cool sound effect? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 he like gets his little cloud. He's like, yeah. And he goes, and he goes. Right? He flies away. He's like, oh, yeah, um, by the way, uh, I'll be back later. But in the meantime, all you guys want, why don't you go do what? Go bring heaven down to earth like I did, like I showed you how to. Right? We good? We catching the world view here. So if we're going to do that in my classroom this semester, bring heaven where? Here. So A, we get to choose our behavior and our mindset. But also, what about like sickness? What should we do? Tell it to go away, right? <laughs> what about depression and anxiety? What should we do? Tell it to go, right? Isn't that like your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven? Got it? Now, when it says your will be done, let's talk about that. Your will be done. I, I actually want every, everybody's been doing this all day. I want everybody to do this. My friend Jack Burgess gave me this quote, and uh, I love this quote. 
I'd like you to write it in your book. Write it down. You could tweet it later or write it in your computer later or something like that. But I want you to all write down, you can't give away what you don't have. Now, let's say I, my, my will was to give you all $500. <laughs> That's my will, right? Um, that would be nice. But why can't I give you all $500 cash right now? I don't want. I don't have it to give to you. So I can't give it to you since I don't have it. Everybody got that? So if there's any sickness... Can we ever say that it's God's will for someone to be sick? Is there any sickness in heaven? Now, and would God ever give it to, would ever, God ever give, as a good father, would he ever give sickness to someone? Yeah, he does. Thank you. Ooh, you went there. You like jumped right there. You sharp, dude. Nice work. <laughs> At the end of the day here. Let's think about this. Will God ever give sickness? No. Why can't he give sickness to people? Because he doesn't want. Well, yeah, it's not. Yeah, he doesn't have sickness to give. It's not like, oh, wait, I'm going to give that person cancer, and then they're going to learn a lot about perseverance. Well, first off, he's going to look around in heaven for cancer to be able to give it to someone. And will he ever find cancer in heaven? No. It's like there's not like a box of cancer over there. Hey, angels, go get the cancer so I can give it to someone, and they're going to learn a lesson. No. A, he can't give cancer to someone because it not in heaven, and B, why would he ever do that? He's good. A good father would never, I'm not going to ever give my daughter a sickness just so she learns something. That's weird. Now, he tests us and he disciplines us, but he's not going to give us sickness. Yeah, go ahead. Say that again? Sure. Yeah, but you have to think about that as a consequence versus just giving them something to teach them a lesson. They all had a chance to not be turned into salt. And by not leaving, they're like, yeah, turn me into salt. Go ahead. Right? That was a consequence. We do. And that's why New Testament starts making a lot of sense, doesn't it? Where Jesus took what on the cross for us? All the consequences for our awfulness, right? That's why they had to kill all those animals, because those were all the consequences of death and all that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, we'll look at that further. That's a great point. Yeah, go ahead. And God doesn't just, like, give random people cancer, but, like, why does he allow? Well, and that's what we were going over here. Does God allow sickness? Yeah, does God allow Satan to mess with Job? Yeah, it sucks, right? Does God allow a hurricane to hit Texas? Yeah, he allows these things to happen. But ready, I want you to process it even just simply logically. If God doled out evil, that would make him what? Do you want to hang out with an evil God forever? I don't. That'd be like hanging out with Zeus forever. I'm like, no way, that dude. Zeus is a jerk, right? I don't want to go hang out with Zeus forever. I want to hang out with a good, loving God in his kingdom forever. Yeah. Maybe that's a better way to say it. I like that language. Let's give it up right there. That's good. Yeah. Good, good, good. He chooses not to give it. But I think there's something to be said, too, is where he's not going to give something that he doesn't have. He doesn't have evil, so he's not going to give it. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I think in the explanation of the 
create evil and bring it to us, but you chose not to do it. We could do the whole speculation stuff. I think that's that's good. I think that's good. We can mess. We can roll around in that a little bit. Here's one way to frame it, though. Too, God makes good things, right? What does Satan do? Takes good things and does what? Ruins them and warps them and messes them up. Does that make sense? Even that God makes good angels and Satan is a what? A warped one. Does that makes sense. So. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll go there. That, that's great. I like that. And we'll, especially when we get to morality and good versus evil and that kind of stuff, we'll definitely hit that. I think right now, when we think of kingdom, it's going to be all the what? The good stuff. And we're going to behave. There's not going to be any, is there any gossip in heaven. No, so let's not do it here. Is there any put-downs in heaven? Well, let's not do it here. Is there any mocking each other in heaven? No, so let's not do it here. See what's going on? Like, it's, I used to think that all of this behavior stuff and classroom behavior stuff was really complex. I had to spend all this time figuring out, but really it's a couple sentences. How will you behave in heaven? Do it here. Fair enough? Other thoughts or comments or questions on that? I appreciate the questions and the thoughts. Okay. Now, we could keep going, but let's just, just for the sake of the worldview stuff, let's lean into this a little bit. Because some of you have already realized that God allows the evil. And we will talk later about if he's going to allow it, he better be able to do what with it? Deal with it, take it away, redeem it, heal it, all that kind of stuff, right? So there's sickness on planet Earth. Jesus steps down and he heals sickness. Couldn't he have just taken care of all of it? Yeah, and he didn't. So that's the choice that's being made right now by God with sickness. But I think what's really interesting with sickness or something like cancer, I want to challenge you on this one. Did Jesus tell his disciples to pray that God would heal the sick? No. No. What did he tell them to do? Go and heal the sick. Did he say to, to pray that God would take care of the demonically oppressed? No. No, he said to what? Cast out demons. Did he say, did he say, please pray that God will take care of all the poor? No, he said to what? Go what? Go do it. See the difference there? I, I'm sharing this with you because I grew up with a mentality that we're supposed to pray and ask God to take care of everything. When actually, when we look at the Lord's Prayer... And when we look at what discipleship is and what we're trying to do with worldview in this class, <laughs> what is he actually inviting us into? Power. Powerfully going and doing all this stuff. And can you and I, in our own power, bring heaven to earth? That'll be a little tricky, right, for me to go around and heal sickness on my own power. But if I have... So did Jesus do it? Yes. How? God's power in him. So I'm supposed to do what Jesus did. Well, how can I do that? Yeah, that power. And so isn't there a verse? I'm just quoting scripture all day today. It's all scripture. It's not Mr. Dominguez's theology. We're just looking at scripture. Isn't there a verse that says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you? <laughs> yeah, in me? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, can we do this then? Well, 
you know, what I appreciate about your class period, I'm not trying to pick and choose, but the last class period, there was a lot of like, yeah, but, but I have sinful nature. Yeah, but I can't do it. Or yeah, but it's hard. They were coming up with a lot of excuses why we couldn't bring God's kingdom in, which I haven't heard any from you guys yet. So kudos to you. But anybody have a wonder like, yeah, but wait, I have the sinful nature. How do we deal with that one? Biblically. Romans says what about your old nature? It's what? Dead. <laughs> You're what? You and I are what? New creations. And are we citizens of this kingdom? And in Ephesians, does it say that we've been transferred to the citizen of the king, like citizen, in regards to being in God's kingdom? It says we've been transferred out of darkness into light. And like we start piecing this together, is it possible? In Timothy, Paul says you have a spirit of power and love and self-control, right? Like, I have all this stuff, right? Cool, so can we do it? Can we make my classroom like heaven? We can try our best. I know, there is, although Yoda's got to come in now. Thank you, there is no try. But we might as well try, right? And so how about with my sister, Mandy, who has five different diseases? She doesn't mind me talking about her in class. Are there any diseases in heaven? No. No, and do I teach this stuff? Yes, and so should I, you know, be able to go over there and like, diseases, go! <laughs> should they go? Yeah, but have they yet? No. Shoot! <laughs> right? Or last year when I was teaching this, I was teaching this lesson last year. So think about that time frame. I had just come back August whatever, I think 24th, from being at Matt Egler's funeral, where over the summer I had flown out to New York City. I was praying with him. We're like, come on, there's no cancer in heaven. Let's go. I know it's not going to be there if you die, but come on, right now, on earth as it is in heaven, right? We're praying and we're worshiping. And then I go to his funeral. And then two days, like two days after the funeral, I'm teaching this lesson. It's like, ah, shoot. Was that God's fault? No, and we need to blame anybody per se. No, I'm not going to say Matt had faith. I had faith. I did the best I could. Pray him. We all like were worshiping. Did the best we could. But did the cancer go away? No. So do we just give up? No, what do we do? Yeah, praise God and keep going for it, right? I mean, we're at war. Does that mean, like, kingdom of darkness is here, and we're trying to bring the kingdom of light in. Easy or hard? <laughs> it's hard stuff. But we got to keep what? Keep trying. Keep praying. Keep going for it. If you give up, you lost. If you give up, you lost. Right? Trying to pray for cancer to go away isn't losing. Right? And one of these times when it does, that'll be super cool, won't it? Yeah? We good? I, th I think the connection I'd love for you to make is with Bilbo. Bilbo has a choice. He's got an invitation to go kill what? <laughs> a dragon. <laughs> Easier or hard to go kill a dragon? That's probably pretty hard. Yeah, they could all die, right? A lot of them do in the process. But guess what? With the help of Bard and lots of other people, they did what? They killed a dragon, which is super cool. What do we get to do? Kick sickness out. Yeah, I know, like push back Satan's minions and kick out demons and bring in healing and end poverty and and sex trafficking. And like, we get to push all this stuff back, right? I mean, you can sit in your hobbit hole with your doilies and, 
you know, not do any of that. And you know what? If you ask Jesus to save you, will you end up in heaven later? Yeah. So do you have to do any of this stuff? No, but can we? Well, let's do it. It sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? Right? Like that's the worldview of the Lord's Prayer. Sounds fun. Sounds kind of crazy. Let me give you a little something that's helped me in this process. Has anybody here ever practiced like soccer? Anybody in the room? How about practice football and gotten better? Have we gotten better the more we practice? By the way, you guys are kicking some butt. Nice job. That's pretty sweet, right? And does practice help? Yeah. And will there, well, you guys are going to win every game. So has there been a game that you've lost before? Yeah, does that mean you were failing? Like you said before, you didn't fail per se. It's just we're what? We're getting better. We didn't win that one, but it doesn't mean we're going to lose all of them, and we're going to win some, and you did this weekend, right? You guys crushed it, which is cool. Anybody practiced an instrument like piano or guitar, and you get what? You get better, right? Anybody uh, practice singing? Or practice math, although maybe you don't get better with that. I don't know. Do we get better, maybe? <laughs> practice writing and we get better. Like, I love this concept of pra- doctors practice, lawyers practice, teachers practice, and we get better and we get better. So I had this really great guy named Chuck Perry give me a really encouraging word on discipleship. He's one of my favorite teachers. And he said, you know what I'm doing? I'm just practicing being a disciple. And every year I get what? Get a little better, get a little better, get a little better, right? So he practices changing the weather because what did Jesus do? (laughs) Change the weather. And he practices praying for resurrection because what did Jesus do? His friend dies, he brings it back to life. You know, (laughs) kind of cool. (laughs) Right? Like he's practicing discipleship. He's practicing developing a kingdom what? mindset so that we can practice bringing heaven where to earth yeah so how are lives like the church or like the majority of christians like just lost i i don't know that's why i'm teaching it (laughs) actually i shouldn't say i don't know dude you have awesome questions who are you (laughs) yeah i know like that's really that's a great question and i would say this Remember that first slide where I talked about don't let the hollow and deceptive philosophy take you captive? I think we've got some crummy theology. Like I grew up thinking that only the apostles and the disciples were allowed to do this kind of stuff. And actually, oops, some bad, some bad theology. Like the Bible says, make disciples. And if Jesus says, you'll do greater things than I do. And it says it's for those who are here, for your children, for those who are far off. And then it actually says right there in the book of Acts, and for anybody. <laughs> Oh, well, that would be me. You know, like, I just think some bad theology is hidden some of it or some bad teaching or a lot of fear or we're scared. And does this type of stuff get misused and abused? Does that really hurt really bad? Yeah, so maybe we've turned it off because we don't get hurt. Like, see what's going on? Not that I'm going to answer your question per se, but we can start piecing together. Oh, yeah, maybe we've lost some really great teaching. And that's why we have a really great school like Wheaton Academy that wants to do what? With some good, healthy teaching. Let's get it back. Let's figure this out. Let's practice it. I like the grace thing. As we wrap up today, you know what? We're going to practice. Will we mess it up? Probably. And can we? do we have a tool called forgiveness and reconciliation to deal with that? 
Yeah, but like last year, there was some racial crap at our school. And is that the kingdom of God? Come on, is there? No. No. So you know what we're going to do this year? We're going to do what? Get not that and get better. Does that sound good? And we'll get better and better. We'll just clean it up, right? I think that's pretty cool to think about it like that. Some of you have never prayed for a healing, expecting it to actually happen. Well, go for it. Some of you have never prayed for a resurrection because it's just weird. You know what? This summer I started trying to do that. Who knows? Maybe it'll happen one of these times. It'd be kind of cool. I'll get better and better at it the more I practice it. Yeah? Yeah. And that's why I want us to have A, the kingdom mindset, which is what today's class was about. Tomorrow is about if we don't have a kingdom mindset, if we have a kingdom mindset but we're not loving and we don't honor people, that's that whole oops. <laughs> then we're not really being like Jesus, are we? Because he was really loving. He was really honoring. Other thoughts on that? Is that helpful to kind of round it out a little bit there? One other thing, though, is in heaven, kingdom mindset, cool art in heaven, so then, yeah, do art like you would in heaven. How about baking and cooking? Going to be good food in heaven? Yeah, how about awesome football? How are you going to play football? Well, in heaven, you're going to play it really well, so you might as well do it what? Play football like you would in heaven. Play soccer like you Sing like you would in heaven. Do, do architectural design like you would in heaven. Do math like you would in heaven. Do physics like you wouldn't have. Like, see what's going on? It's not like I just need to pray for the sick. We're talking about God's kingdom coming to earth. Well, nice shot. There you go. Right? Like, do doctoring. Like, you, like how, whatever you would do and how you would do that in heaven, do it here. And if that's art, do art. If it's teaching, I'm going to try and teach like I wouldn't have it. I'm going to try and teach it really well. Like, got it? You got a hand up. Actually, I always was really curious Good. I like curiosity. The nature of heaven. Yeah. What do you do exactly in heaven? Whatever. Yeah, whatever God wants you to do, and it's going to be what? Great. Awesome. <laughs> right? It's God's kingdom, and it's going to be awesome. So, I mean, if you want a little slice of it, what were Adam and Eve doing in the garden? They were at least running around naked, skinny dipping in the Tigris and the Euphrates, eating really good food, right? That's that sounds fun to me, right? Like, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> the heaven's gonna be awesome. I'm not recommending you do that right now, but actually, wait a second, wait a second. Has God made that available for us on Earth? I don't know. But ready? In, in marriage, can you be naked and without shame? So can you recreate the Garden of Eden in marriage? Yeah, bring it. So heaven to earth. I mean, see what's going on? Like there's, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. But whatever God wants, and it, will it be awesome? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the best way to live. And it's going to be, it's going to be some really cool rock climbing in heaven. Wait, 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 one more question. I'll let you guys go a little early. But yeah, one more question. That was great. Ooh. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I doubt it. Well, hardship, I don't know, because actually, has anybody ever done something that's really hard, but it's really cool when you do it? Yeah, like my favorite rock climbing routes are the hardest ones I've ever done. Or the hardest mountains I've ever climbed are my favorite. So hard. You said hardship. Are you talking about like poverty? No, no. Say 
Say you do math and you couldn't figure out the question. Part two. Yeah. But you know what? Some of that's kind of, don't you like problem solving? I know you. You like figuring out the hard stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Because it's cool. It's just, you get to work together in a community. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. So would God potentially give us things that are challenging? Like, <laughs> like bringing heaven to earth? <laughs> you see, you're hard. Sorry, it's really hard, but by working together and finding out the truth and God's spirit in us, can we do it? And will it be really cool? Yeah. Sadness, that's a tricky one. I'm not sure. We have to process out what sadness means because Jesus cried and he was sad, but that was while he was here building the kingdom. I don't know. He was human, so. Yeah, he was it's human. It's an emotional experience yeah. what we experience, but whenever he yeah, I wonder about sadness. It's a great question. I it says they'll wipe away every tear. Yeah. They'll be filled with joy. No I doubt sadness. I doubt sadness. What I thought was how could there be happiness without sadness? Oh, we gotta talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll end on this one. Ready? Can you can you all could you potentially imagine a world with all ripe bananas? Ripe bananas? All good ripe bananas. And no bad bananas. Could you imagine that? Yeah, would that be bad? No. So you have good apples, good ap- bananas, and no bad ones, right? It's actually quite relevant. Ah, look at that! You got a bad banana, right? So if you think about that, you can have happiness, ready? You can have happiness without sadness. But can you have a, a rotten banana if ripe bananas didn't exist? Let's go with that. Oh, shucks. <laughs> See, ready? All bad is spoiled good. But good is just what? Good. God makes good things. Satan ruins them. So you can have good things in heaven without the rotten ones there. I know, he's a jerk, isn't he? What a jerk. (laughs) I would tell you, ready? The concept of yin-yang says that there's light and dark. Well, is that okay? There's... Birth and death, that's okay. There's creation and destruction, that's okay. But then they're gonna, it's going to also say that there's good and evil, and they're opposing, and they're both necessary. And I would actually disagree. A theistic Christian perspective would disagree that you have to have evil in order to have good. You can have the potential of evil, but it doesn't have to exist. Because God makes what kind of things? God only makes good things but they have the ability to be warped or made evil. That's what Garden of Eden is describing. Have a nice day. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Great questions. I like seventh period. You guys rocked the house. Nice job today. Yeah.